Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. I'm Kim Ariano. It's so wonderful to have folks join us today on this beautiful first day of summer. Getting your vitamin D today. I hope everybody is and uh, coming down off the rain and uh, getting ready to move on into our summer. Really excited to be in the studio today. We have a full house here. We're going to be talking with an organization called Asian Counseling and Referral Service. And uh, they do some incredible things. And I hope you stay tuned and hear more about this great organization. I was very, very impressed when I was reading down the list of what they do. It's more than what you think. So please stay tuned. But before we get there, we want to say a hello and a happy summer to Eric, our producer. How are you doing, Eric? Hey, happy summer, Kim. I'm doing hey. pretty well. How are you? Oh, awesome. I actually laid out today for a little bit. All and got right. some sun on my legs. It's really scary. Hopefully you put your sunblock on. I did not. (laughs) I did not. I was out for five minutes. I put my little timer on there. So I got five minutes of sun today. So I figured that'd be okay. No, even though I'm pretty pasty. But, uh, you know, we actually, we talked about Cape Disappointment on the show recently. What a beautiful state park that is. Mm -hmm. And afterwards, I kind of regretted talking up, uh, talking it up so much because I went to go see if I could register a camping spot for <laughs> for some weekend this summer. It's completely booked up all, in, all through spots. summer. All through yes. summer. It's beautiful. But a it, it, little trick for those of us that have trailer tra- uh, travel trailers and camping, they open up the ability to reserve spots in Washington State Park Systems mm-hmm. six months before. So if you're not on in January, no, no, we had to plan it way ahead of time. Yeah, no, no. Now I'm going to have to bribe somebody, I think. I'm going to have to bribe a bear to maul some campers to make some space. (laughs) Well, you can always squat. And so you can always go there and and say, okay, if one opens up, because inevitably somebody's not going to show up. You never know. But you have to be prepared to sleep out of your car. Yeah. That's probably a better idea than my grizzly bear idea. Yeah. No mauling grizzlies. (laughs) That never ends well. I can't imagine that ending well. Actually, you know, with the state parks, the the reality is you'd probably be more lucky getting raccoons to go in and intervene for you than you would uh, bears around here. So, so when we were at the park, I have pictures of this too. Speaking of raccoons, when we were at the park, broad daylight, our neighbors left. And they weren't out of the driveway, and the raccoon came right out of the tree and right into their garbage and was sifting through broad daylight. The dogs are around. We're walking around. They know we're there. No, they don't Last time I, I, I was there, I had a raccoon steal a hot dog bun <laughs> right off my plate <laughs> while I was cooking the hot dog oh, over the no. fire. Raccoon came in and said, ooh, that looks tasty. Oh, yeah, no. It was, yeah, it was kind of bold. funny. And they're bold. mean. Don't ever try to mess with one of those they can be they can be pretty mean oh yes it's that time of year to go camping and do all the really fun stuff but uh, i think we've done our camping for the summer because we're we didn't register for any place else so we're home but then we'll go back out we'll go back to the ocean at the end of the season i think it's what we normally do it's beautiful beautiful i recommend everybody going to the ocean i never saw the ocean until i was 23 i've lived here Pretty much my whole life, and I've never seen the ocean until I was about 23 years old. Well, hopefully you're making up for it now. I am. We go a lot. Kids love it. We also want to welcome today Lindsay, our media producer extraordinaire. And how are you doing, Lindsay? Can we hear you in there? Yes, you can. I hope. Yeah, I hear you. Excellent. We've got Lindsay tucked away over in the producer's cave, I guess. I don't know. What do you call that? What's that technical area? It's our auxiliary studio. It's her. She's in her own auxiliary studio. 
I feel wow. pretty important right now. You look pretty important. This looks kind of like you're like Roz Doyle and I'm Frasier. She's the uh, <laughs> WTK auxiliary you're the, producer. There yeah, you go. Then, yeah, you're feeling really important, huh? Oh, yeah. You should be paying me for this experience, right? Ooh, yeah. Well, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got some events coming up. You want to tell us what's going on with Encompass? Yes. Encompass has a child care co-op. It's an ice cream social coming up on June 29th. That's a Friday, and it's running from the Encompass Main Campus out in North Bend from 6 to 6.30 p.m., and it's an opportunity for families to come explore the campus, check out the classrooms, ask questions, and enjoy some ice cream, get to socialize, and we will have more info for our listeners up on Facebook. Excellent. And we love Encompass. They've been on the show before. They're an organization out in the Snoqualmie Valley, but they also serve Issaquah. And uh, they provide services for uh, preschool-aged children and their families. And they are an incredible organization out in the Valley. So we always want to help them um, because they help so many of ours. So yeah, great organization. Anything else in there? You want me to do the other ones? You want to do them? You go for it. Are you sure? You've you have Here's them in chance. the other. You have them in the other room. Kim. Oh, I you don't, don't have, have them, them in here. <laughs> okay, so I can't sign them to you, and you can do. I'll do them. Excellent delegation, Lindsay. Thank you very much. Yep. Cash mob. Cash mob. Cash mob. Tomorrow is our cash mob. Uh, it's the Young Issaquah Professionals in partnership with the Issaquah Chamber of Commerce is doing our third cash mob. The first two have been so incredibly successful. And it's actually the story has been picked up in um, on CNN uh, all across the country. People have been uh, learning all about these cash mobs. And uh, Issaquah, a Young Issaquah Professionals is doing it tomorrow on February 21st. February. Oh my gosh. June 21st. Uh, it's a Thursday. That's tomorrow at Fisher Meats. And you can register there to win uh, a barbecue grill. Great after Father's Day present. I will be there at four o'clock. If we can be there at four o'clock, that would be great. Go in there and pick up some meat. Oh, I remember we had this conversation last week. We won't be talking more about that. But yes, go to Fisher Meats tomorrow. Issaquah at the Cash Mob. Also wanted to let folks know about an event coming up tomorrow. The Snoqualmie Valley Chamber of Commerce and the Snoqualmie Valley Women in Business are doing a joint partnership education series. And this is open to anybody that wants to come. It doesn't have to be a Valley resident. You don't have to be a chamber member. Um, If you want to come um, for an education series, it's um, $10, but that includes your lunch. And tomorrow we're going to be talking about... um, the generational shift I'm going to be presenting and it's going to have a panel and we're going to be talking about the um, influence and the impact of the generations on our business, not only from a consumer perspective, but from a working perspective. For example, did you know that by 2014, the millennials will be outnumbering the baby boomers in the workforce? By 2020, the Workforce.com is predicting that half of the workforce, or 20 million people, will be independent contractors. 70 million people, I'm sorry, will be independent contractors as opposed to the 16 million that we have today. Did you know that every day, 10,000 millennials are turning 21 every single day? Um, These statistics kind of shock people. So we're going to have a real in-depth conversation about what this means to you and your business how you can prepare your business uh, to capture that audience. And I'm, I told Lindsay on the ride here today, I said, I'm hoping that people will come in and want to 
hire and mentor Lindsay's because Lindsay is our resident millennial and she's absolutely incredible. And I know that there's more like her, although not quite like Lindsay. Right, Lindsay? No one can be quite like me. And I'm sure they don't want to be quite like me. Kim. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the other thing, too, is you have made a decision. You want to announce that about the... Uh, uh, you're going to Vegas? Oh, yes. I am going to be participating with Team Challenge, and whether I'm going to run it or walk it is still yet to be determined as by my feet. Um, but I'm going to be participating, so I'll keep listeners up to date on that. Yay, excellent. Well, we can we will be helping you and supporting you, so stay tuned for more information on that. And on the Chamber, if you're interested in coming to that event, uh, it's at 11 o'clock, 11 to 2 at Dirtfish Rally School in Snoqualmie. So it's a beautiful opportunity to come. It's supposed to be a great day. And uh, come learn and come contribute and come figure out how we integrate this millennial generation for the betterment of all society. Uh, again, 11 a.m. Just send me an email at this point, and I'll make sure that we get you on the roster. Um, my admin assistant will check my emails and get you lunch. It's Kim at Workforce evolution.com again kim at workforceevolution.com and Lindsay will be posting that information tonight on facebook so that you can just actually reply to the facebook post and say hey i want to come and we'll get you in there on tuesday uh, i will be having our um, first cohort group of the cohort number nine and again the cohort groups this is the year-long class that we've talked about in the past where you learn how to apply behavioral science in your work environment so this helps you understand why people behave the way they do why they think the way they do uh, and uh, how you react to that and how you can create a better outcome in business success as well as personal success and again we'll post that information on the walk the talk with kim facebook page and uh, you can find out more information by emailing me at kim at workforceevolution.com. And before we move on, we were informed uh, by one of our listeners that we have another state that is proudly declaring themselves Walk the Talk with Kim listeners. First, we had Maine. Our friend Audrey Slade uh, got Maine turned on to Walk the Talk with Kim, specifically Bangor, Maine. And so we want to give a shout out to our Bangor listeners. Thanks for listening. Uh, but we've got listeners in Florida now, uh, we understand. And we want to give a shout out and a thanks to those listeners in Florida for listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. Our mission is to give voice for nonprofit organizations and mission-driven organizations to tell their stories. And and uh, we hope that this spreads virally throughout the entire country and the entire world. And Lindsay and I will be sharing some really exciting things that are upcoming that uh, will even push that mission even further. So stay tuned. And thanks for listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. We are going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk with our guests today. We've got Karen Jackal, Marie Jones, and Owen Lee. Lay, excuse me, of the Asian Counseling and Referral Service. So stay tuned and listen to what this incredible organization is doing in our community. Thanks for listening. Accelerated weight loss, and everyone's a winner. You too can lose up to 30 pounds in 30 days. It's about science, not celebrities. 
No HCG, just award-winning science-based nutrition and natural botanicals. Join 10,000 satisfied clients. For information, contact myweightlosswellness at gmail.com and mention Walk the Talk with Kim. Hello, this is Kim Ariano of Walk the Talk with Kim. The reality is staggering. South Africa has one of the highest incidences of HIV AIDS in the world. This fact results in millions of orphans left in the care of other family members, friends, or fending for themselves in child-headed households. Focus on Atemba offers orphans and vulnerable children a new direction in life through loving foster care homes with committed parents and a real opportunity for a good education. Please consider sponsoring a child to receive the needed stability to change their world. Go to atembakids.org. Or follow the links from walkthetalkwithkim.com. Remember the pink tow truck? It was a Seattle icon. But did you know the mastermind behind the marketing was also one of Seattle's successful entrepreneurs? Learn life lessons from Ed Lincoln by reading his new autobiography, Life Through the Rearview Mirror. Available at area bookstores and online. Go to walkthetalkwithkim.com and click on the link. Accelerated weight loss and everyone's a winner. You too can lose up to 30 pounds in 30 days. It's about science, not celebrities. No HCG, just award-winning science-based nutrition and natural botanicals. Join 10,000 satisfied clients. For information, contact myweightlosswellness at gmail.com and mention Walk the Talk with Kim. Do you wish you could train your brain to be more creative? ThinkShop can help. For 16 years, ThinkShop has trained individuals at Fortune 500 companies, small businesses, and nonprofits. Learn our proven process to think creatively and make great ideas happen. Our trainings are offered in person and online. Learn more at thinkshop.com. You're listening to the refreshingly different Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. I'm Kim Ariano. I uh, got a correction that the uh, chamber event that I'm supposed to be speaking at is actually not tomorrow, that I'm going to be there on Friday. If you would like to come tomorrow, you certainly can, but I will not be there. Um, so that luncheon is, that luncheon learn is on Friday. And again, that's um, um, discussing the millennial generation in our, our workplace. So Lindsay will be posting the corrected information on the Walk the Talk with Kim website. Sorry about that and any confusion I may have caused, but onward and upward. So we'd like to welcome our guests in today. We have with us Karen Jackals. She is the Asian Counseling and Referral Service, or ACRS, uh, Food Bank Coordinator. We've got Marie Jones, who has a wonderful story to share with us, and Owen Lay, who is the Communications Coordinator for the organization. Welcome to the show. Thank Great you. Great to Thank have you. you. So, um, how, how do you do? You say ACRS or ARCS or ACRS or <laughs> ACRS? ACRS yeah. is what you call it. So, Owen, tell us about the organization. Well, ACRS has been around for about thirty-nine years now, uh, and we primarily serve the Asian Pacific American community in the Pacific Northwest, but. You know, over time, uh, it's really grown to include a lot of people, uh, not just in Washington, but we, you know, work with a lot of organizations on a national level as well. Uh, it started as a behavioral health bent um, 
it, it, there were, it was a grassroots effort where UW social work students, they saw that there was a need to reach out to people who couldn't necessarily speak a, the, the language or they had cultural difficulties. Um, one example I, I kept hearing uh, from some of our staff is that uh, one of the original people that they met uh, was in Western States Hospital. It was, a, it was an Asian gentleman who had been committed to Western States Hospital. And when they met him, they realized that he was completely misdiagnosed. Oh. And he had been there for years, misdiagnosed just because there was a language barrier and they hadn't been able to reach him. And so that kind of story is what really sparked ACRS. And from there, it kind of grew into, like you were saying earlier, that there's so many services that we offer now because as it's grown, we've realized how many other things, uh, how many other uh, issues and, and holes, I guess you would say, need to be plugged uh, the, the, where people need help. And that's kind of where we've grown into that. So when we think of, um, you know, the Asian or the Asian culture that, you know, there's obviously a big difference between being Filipino and Chinese and Korean. I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, how many different languages are you or how many different cultures do you think your organization is serving? Well, I think that's that's a huge part of our mission. Uh, our tagline is hope and opportunity in 30 languages. But really, we now I did kind of an informal count and we now speak maybe more than 40 uh, languages and dialects. And that does include some European languages as well. But mm-hmm. um, and, and that tells you just the breadth of ethnicities and cultural identities and heritage that we have to kind of be sensitive to. We provide what we call culturally competent care. If you go to ACRS, you'll hear that a lot, culturally competent care, because you know that perhaps a Cambodian refugee might have a different experience from uh, someone who is coming to to for uh, grad school or someone who has a veteran experience or, you know, all, uh, all these different experiences. And we have to make sure that we have staff available to help each one of those people individually. Do you think the need for this types of service for the Asian community is unique to Seattle? I don't think it's unique to Seattle. I think it's more prevalent here in Seattle because of how diverse our community is, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially like our building is based in Rainier Valley, which is one of the most diverse zip codes in the entire nation. Mm. And so you'll see that a lot. We'll have, you know, such a different, uh, so many different experiences uh, that are coming into our building. Um, And that's why I think for ACRS, uh, when I look at it, uh, we we deal with 23,000 clients a year. Uh, and wow. that's through all our different services. We have 240 staff members, 700 volunteers, and we have the food bank, obviously, um, that is one of the actually the busiest food bank in King County in terms of the number of people who come and visit and revisit. We have a very uh, strong repeat client base that comes to our food bank all the time. And mm-hmm. so I see the need here. Um, in my experience working with ACRS, but I also see that there's a lot of need, uh, you know, on the West Coast especially, but also in uh, parts of the East Coast, in the uh, in Texas, uh, for organizations like ours. Mm-hmm. And so what we do a lot is cr- um, innovate programs that we then try to kind of um, have models that we can um, kind of, I, would, I don't want to say shop around, but, you know, um, spread and allow other organizations to to use that as well. What are some of the newer programs that you can think of that have kind of sprouted up in the last few years that we haven't seen before? Is there a new demographic or a new um, immigrant population that's coming in, or has it been pretty, the services have been pretty stable for quite a while? Well, I think one of the focuses that I've seen recently at ACRS um, 
I don't know if it's specifically uh, any ethnicity based, but there is a lot of refugee uh, centered um, programming that we have. Or, uh, you know, for one thing, I know we have some partnerships with other organizations where we're um, creating mental health screening for Mm -hmm. refugees who come in because, you know, a refugee comes in and they'll get a physical. Uh, which is pretty standard, but not all of them get a, a proper mental health screening. And you're thinking about these people who've been living in camps or who've had family members die in front of them or who've had, you know, just these things that we could never think of. Mm. And they come in and you would, of course, think that they might have some kind of uh, mental uh, health trauma, trauma yeah. that they have to deal with. And so we're trying to create, you know, culturally appropriate questionnaires and things that uh, where we can kind of gauge what they're dealing with because you know you, you, they, you, we can uh, we can allow them asylum in our country uh, but what do we do we just leave them there and then say now fend for yourself you don't speak the language you don't uh, you don't know how to get a job here you don't know anything and that's right. you know really ACRS focuses a lot on that kind of uh, issue but uh, you know uh, we also deal with a lot of native born as well people here uh, we, we have a huge uh, senior citizen population who've been here for years and we try to help them in terms of wellness as well, not just mental health, but mm-hmm. um, we offer things like, you know, line dancing classes or yoga or Tai Chi. And it's it's great. Like just earlier at lunch today, I was watching all the uh, senior citizens dancing to, you know, some salsa music uh, as they're serving Korean food at Club Bamboo, our, <laughs> our uh, cafeteria. And it's just yeah. such a wonderful experience to see that they're getting this social interaction uh, that helps li- lift their spirits. You yeah. know, it's not just about um, going and being clinical uh, with with all their, our clients. It's about really lifting their spirits in every way possible. You know what I really appreciate, and, and I heard you say this, we're going to talk about the food bank in a moment, but um, that you are preserving the dignity of the culture, too. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really important because, you know, some might say, well, we've got mental health and social services. Why don't we just expand those. And it sounds to me what's what's really unique and different about this organization is that you recognize, you know, the sanctity of their culture and want to help them preserve and feel comfortable in their culture. Because I can imagine being, and, and I think that we, you know, aren't appreciative of what, like you said, some of these people have been through. They might be political refugees um, where they had to leave a very dangerous and difficult situation, leave their family behind. Like you said, the trip must have been you know, it's not like you're going to get on a Pan Am flight fly first class. I mean, I'm sure that I maybe mean, some do, but I'm sure that it was a, you know, who knows what's going to be on the other side kind of thing. And then when they get here, sure, they don't speak the language. They don't know the culture. And, you know, all that's a lot of fear, ambiguity and stress. Mm-hmm. I can't I, even imagine. I find that one thing, you know, in our name is counseling and referral. So yeah. one of the things that we really stress is there are a lot of services out there for these people. Uh, and they don't know about it, and yeah. they so we need we need them to come to our doors, or when they do come to our doors, we want to make sure that they know that hey, you're not alone in in any of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, you have a building location that people can actually physically come to, and then there's they can be referred to the food bank and all that. Where is that location in the Rainier Valley? So that's uh, thirty six thirty nine Martin Luther King Jr. Way South. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of where Martin Luther King Jr. Way and Rainier uh, Avenue yep. South, kind of where they crisscross. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's just south of that. And um, that's our main building. We've we've only been in there about four years. It's a beautiful new building mm-hmm. that has all sorts of Asian art around it. And, you know, we, we really have uh, uh, had designed it in mind with the same, you know, cultural mm-hmm. 
sensitivity that we try to uh, work with our clients. Mm, wonderful. Karen, now you run the food bank, or you're the food bank coordinator, correct? Correct. Now, does food bank run out of the same building facility? No, it isn't. The food bank is located at 919 South King Street in the International District Chinatown. Mm-hmm. And so um, I understood it's a little, it's a trailer basically yes. full of food that you pull up and people can, is it permanently there or do you stock it and pull it up every day? No, it's permanently in the location. Okay. It's just a very small trailer uh-huh. and we do a lot of amazing work out of such a small space. We are open Wednesday and Friday, 11.30 to 1, to the public. And then on Tuesday and Thursdays, we're doing a lot of preparing and packaging food and receiving mm-hmm. trucks and donations to get ready to serve the people on Wednesday and Friday. And what's different about your food bank as opposed to another food bank? I think we really mostly try to get culturally appropriate foods and foods that the people know how to use and Mm -hmm. cook and foods that make them feel comfortable and it's difficult a lot of times in donation food that we don't have culturally appropriate so it's very important that we get the rice and tofu and fresh veggies and foods that people Mm -hmm. makes them feel good and how long have you been you been uh working at that food bank i have been at the food bank 20 years now wow with this one organization? Yes. So what draw you into it? And what, yeah. Um, I started actually as a client at another food bank, and I wanted to, I knew how it made me feel going to a food bank when I really was down and out and needed help for me, a single parent, and my daughter. And I wanted to better the quality of her life and mine, and at the same time, better the quality of a lot of other people's lives, helping them feel better about themselves and not feeling ashamed or embarrassed to come to the food bank, mm-hmm. making them feel welcome and that it was okay to come and ask for help if you need help. Excellent. Thank you. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to hear some stories about how this is really, this organization specifically, has touched the lives of so many people for so many years. And we have an actual client who's here is going to tell us about it today. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Ken on KKNW AM 1150. Have you heard the phrase, the beatings will continue until morale improves? To organizations, employees are the biggest assets and biggest fans. If they're not feeling heard or appreciated, the bottom line will suffer. For mission-driven organizations, the reliance on employees and managers to rally around the core messaging is critical for success. At Walk the Talk for Success, we provide leadership best practices, education, and communication strategies for mission-driven organizations. Whether you're a business of one, middle manager, or leader in a large company or nonprofit, our experiential workshops and focused on organizational psychology will assist you in achieving success with your messaging and vision. Call for a free consultation today, 425-888-9790, or check us out at www.walkthetalkwithkim.com. Walk the Talk for Success, achieving your message through understanding human behavior. Does your organization crave new ideas? ThinkShop can help. For 16 years, ThinkShop has inspired creative thinking at Fortune 500 companies, small businesses, and nonprofits. 
we help you imagine new offerings, strategies, or ways of doing business. Our proven processes and engaging workshops deliver powerful results. Learn more at thinkshop.com. You too can lose up to 30 pounds in 30 days with the My Weight Loss to Wellness Accelerated Weight Loss Program. No celebrities, no HCG, and no prepackaged food. See results in just seven days. We use award-winning science-based nutrition and natural botanicals. For information, contact MyWeightLossToWellness at gmail.com and mention Walk the Talk with Kim. Hi, I'm Jerry Pearson. And with my wife, Michelle, we're local residents just like you who have a passion to help those who have been harmed or wronged in our communities. If you have a personal injury from a car crash or a property hazard, an industrial injury, a defective product or nursing home neglect issue, the Pearson Law Firm can help you anywhere, anytime. Contact us today for a free case evaluation at 1-800-423-8473. The number again is 1-800-423-8473. Or check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com. Lewis and Clark would be proud. We're exploring new territory on the air every day right here on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. I'm Kim Ariano. We are talking with ACRS, which is the Asian Counseling and Referral Service. And uh, we're talking with Karen, Marie, and Owen. And um, your coverage, tell us again where you're covering. Well, uh, most of our clientele is in King County, but we take anybody who needs help. Uh, we've gone, we have clients as far east as Spokane, as far south as uh, Vancouver, Washington, I believe. Wow. And your language is Cambodian, Cantonese. I didn't even know some of these were languages. Mandarin, uh, Hindi, uh, Punjabi, mm-hmm. um, Japanese... Korean, Spanish, Thai, Samoan, Tongan. Uh, wow. Yeah, and I think those are just the ones that I could fit on the uh, on the little information sheet. <laughs> and I only gave you the ones I could actually pronounce. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, the rest of these I don't know. But um, how do you how do you support that? Do you find native speakers to volunteer? Do you train people? How does that work? Um, both. Yeah, we have definitely have uh, staff that speak many of those languages already, mm-hmm. and, and then we're constantly looking for volunteers who can help translate information. Uh, I believe we do some training as well um, for specific terminology uh, with case managers and things like that. Yeah. So if someone's needing mental health services, are you trying to find a mental health professional that speaks those languages, or do you find an interpreter what, or both? Uh, I think in both cases okay. uh, we have that. Uh, one thing that we try to do is make sure that uh, rather than uh, you dealing with a professional and then calling on a phone and hearing translated, handing the phone over, hearing it translated and go back and forth like that, that there's actually someone in the room. Mm. And it's usually your caseworker or case manager who mm-hmm. speaks your language and understands your history and has been dealing with you for some time so that you don't feel like it's it's a complete stranger that's doing the translating. So what are you looking for in terms of how people can help support your organization? Obviously, awareness about what you do is a big thing. I mean, you have 23,000. Are mm-hmm. there more? Do you think that there's more people that aren't getting the services that they need? Oh, I think there's always more people out there. I mean, yeah. this is a lot of our... I, 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 be- I got to believe that a lot of our referral comes from word of mouth uh, mm-hmm. or from people who have an idea of our organization. Like, for example, uh, our food bank mm-hmm. uh, is not just... A food bank. I mean, it distributes food, obviously, but it also kind of functions as an outreach 
uh, people who come in will have caseworkers there who may notice something or Karen may notice something and uh, talk to talk to a client and say, hey, maybe you want to go to the main building and, and talk to someone about that. Um, so we're constantly looking for more. And, and I say 23,000, but that's just last year. And every year that number grows. Mm. Yeah, That's sad, actually. Mm. I wish it wasn't that way. Oh, wow. Well, and actually, maybe not, because, you know, you're talking about mental health, behavioral services. It actually makes me feel good. And I think there's a lot of people for a long period of time that didn't recognize that you can get help. You don't have to live in pain and suffer by yourself. Kind of what you're saying, too, on that. um, Because of the cultural barriers, there are a lot of cultures out there who look very down on mental health issues and are very quiet about it. You keep it within the family. It's just something that you don't talk about. And so that's really something that we strive to uh, overcome is to let people know that it's okay and that we're here and that we can actually help you get past this as opposed to burying it and making it your, you know, your skeleton in your family closet. Yeah, it doesn't have to be that way. Very good. Well, Marie, you're here as a client, correct? A client volunteer. A client volunteer. So tell us your story. You have an amazing story. Sure. Um, I first became a volunteer, I mean, a client because I had a stroke and I needed help for me and my son because I'm a single mother. Then a few months later, I became a volunteer. And um, that's how I started down there. Yeah. And so what, uh, what, what, how do you volunteer? I work on the computer. I do some paperwork. Uh-huh. Excellent. And sometimes hand out food or go of the line. Uh-huh. Yeah. And how long have you been with the organization? I've been there about 10, 11 years. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. And what have they done for you? Oh, they've done a lot for me. Oh, a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? Um, for example, the food mm-hmm. and I meet a lot of different people down there. Yeah. Um, makes me happy to help other people. Yeah. Excellent. And how are you feeling these days? I just had my fifth stroke. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, no. I'm doing good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So what are some of the types of services that they provide for you to help with that? So it's more than just medical services, right? Or you have medical services? I have my own medical, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But do they help you with eating and food and all that kind of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, they do. Good. Yeah. Wonderful. Excellent. Well, tell me, yeah. uh, Karen, a little bit about your, the food bank. You were telling me a story a little bit about, you've got stories. I want to hear one. Oh, I suppose I do have a lot of stories of people who come to visit the food bank. We have a lot of young Chinese um, moms with like babies in strollers and toddlers with them and they're always very thankful to get baby formula and snack foods and foods just in general for their family. And so that's always great to see and have the younger ones. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of elderly people that come. And it was an elderly woman who actually four years ago came and would take a long bus ride to get to the food bank, and then she would be waiting under the bridge in line for probably a couple hours before we opened, and she suddenly collapsed to the ground, and it was terrifying to me. Mm -hmm. I have had CPR classes, but I never thought I'd ever have to use it, (laughs) and I actually did, and of course, medics and everybody arrived quickly, which I was very thankful of, and the woman survived 
and she does come back every year now at the holiday time and is still so grateful and thankful that somebody helped her and that she was coming so far because she really liked the rice and Mm -hmm. the types of food that she couldn't find, like bitter melon or other foods somewhere closer to where she lived. But then, of course, after her having uh, the medical issue, her family, I think, stepped in a little bit more also and uh, decided it wasn't such a great idea to Mm -hmm. travel so far. So I'm sure that her family is helping her more. But she does come every year and still is doing great and thankful. What are some of the organizations around that help you with the food bank? I mean, assuming you get a uh, donation of food at the bank or you go out and buy the food, or is it a combination? It's a combination. We get donated food, of course, from Northwest Harvest and Food Lifeline and individuals and churches and Mm -hmm. stores that donate food. And we do, though, the huge uh, amounts of rice that we use Mm -hmm. every week. We purchase, we do get donations of rice periodically, but Mm -hmm. it would never be enough to sustain the amount of people that come every week. And we purchase tofu and I, um, ramen and yakisoba noodle purchase because we just need to have staple foods for the people when they come that they are familiar with and know how to use. If I give them a box of jello, it could be scrubbing powder. I mean, it's hard yeah. to tell what people think. It's <laughs> the foods that they need are foods they're familiar with and know how to eat. You never think about things like that, you know, in our culture today yeah. that somebody would, you know, cause they probably won't be able to read the box. No. And so they're kind of looking at it going, what is this? Yes. <laughs> you know, just like we would if we went to another country and went, what do they use this for? Well, I remember I was yeah. back there during the holidays and Karen uh, was showing me how everybody wanted soy milk, and but they had all these frozen turkey dinners from Thanksgiving <laughs> that that were kind of just being left there because they didn't know what was in the box and they didn't know how to cook it, but they knew everything else, so they were trying to take those. Oh, know? funny! Yeah. I, oh, wow! And so, do so you, packaging too? It's really important, yes. right? You don't even think about things like yeah. that. Amazing. Well, you have an event that's coming up. That raises money. Is it raising money for the food bank? Or? Yes. Yeah. Raising Can you money. tell us about that? Sure. That's the uh, Walk for Rice. That's what mm-hmm. we call it. It's on June 30th. It's going to be at Seward Park uh, starting at 9 a.m. That's the festivities, but where registration starts before that. Uh, and then basically it's a 2.4 you know, mile uh, walk around the park. Uh, and it is our largest fundraiser, uh, really our only single a major fundraiser for the food bank. Uh, for the year. And kind of like Karen was saying, it's all that money, all that money goes towards buying rice, hence the name, or tofu or noodles or, you know, just very specific and staples that people are always, uh, that are always in demand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's the, um, so all that, that's what we want to let people know that, you know, it doesn't go towards admin costs. It doesn't, there's no registration fee. We're basically, it's a grassroots fundraiser and all the money will go towards purchasing food for these people who, Mm -hmm. uh, for the hundreds and hundreds of people who come every day, the thousands of people who come every year. And you've got, you know, $15 million, I was reading here, operating budget. That's a lot of professional health services and mental health services and yoga programs and things like that for the community. So any little bit helps. How many people are you expecting? Um, We usually get close to a thousand people who show up. Mm -hmm. 
And we tell people, um, rather than registering there, you can register for a team online. We have a website, www.walkforrice.org. Mm-hmm. And you can create a team. You can make a donation. You know, we, we don't just take money. We take food donations, of course, as well. Uh, or you can, of course, show up on the day of the walk. You can donate. You can walk. You just, just show support. Uh, and we always we always have a good time, uh, rain or shine, because sometimes yes. it does rain depending on what time of year no. we decide to pick it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to rain anymore this summer. Gonna, <laughs> We've had enough. <laughs> walk for Rice, and that's F-O-R, not the number four, mm-hmm. right? Walkforrice.org, and we'll get that information on the Walk the Talk with Kim webpage. And if somebody needs services, how would they get a hold of you? Can they go to that website or... Yeah, you can go there, but our main website is acrs.org. Pretty simple. Uh, And you can go there, and we also, you can always uh, call us as well. And our phone number is uh, 206-695-7600, and that'll take you to the front desk, and they can point you in the right direction. Again, that's 206-695-7600. And some of the um, uh, services that, I'm reading on here um, are amazing vocational services, youth activities and counseling, information referral, food bank, domestic violence intervention, consulting and education, assistance for elders and people with disabilities, naturalization and immigration assistance, gambling treatment, um, international district legal uh, information and legal clinic. Um, these are things we don't even, we just take for granted that I can't even imagine not, you know, not knowing the language, how you can navigate through these things. You don't know what you don't know mm-hmm. for these folks. So I'm sure these are absolutely amazing yeah. services. And again, that's on the 30th at what time? Uh, starting registration begins at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. The festivities start at 9 and actually um, the walk starts at 10. But for an hour, we actually have a whole bunch of uh Event or uh, performances lined up like taiko drumming. Uh, we have, I believe, a, a, a Chinese girls drill team. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And um, possibly a Zumba uh, fitness class to get everyone involved, and a martial ah. arts demonstration <laughs> to get people involved. You know, just get to be people uh-huh. ready for the walk. Uh-huh. Uh, and then some people run it, some people walk it, and we'll have the race timer up, and so people can time themselves if they want. Very good. Uh, yeah, and it, it should be a really exciting event. And that's walkforrice.org. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up with our friends here at ACRS, the Asian Counseling and Referral Service. Come on back. Hi, I'm Jerry Pearson, and at our firm, whether we're working on an automobile crash case or helping a client who's been injured by a defective product, we focus on justice. We're passionate about serving our clients. Our successful approach focuses on the right issue at the right time with the best tools and expertise available. We focus on collaboration and cooperation. Clients support that process, and they respect our abilities to manage the legal process, to demystify it, and to explain choices and opportunities, and also their responsibilities. Contact us at 1-800-423-8473 or pearsonlawfirm.com. That's P-E-A-R-S-O-N lawfirm.com. Or you can check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com. Are you stuck? 
Are you plagued by a toxic relationship? Are you frustrated with a lack of motivation? Workforce Evolution offers classes that explain why people behave the way they do and how to change patterns that wreak havoc on business and relationships in order to accelerate innovation and creativity. Go to WorkforceEvolution.com to find out how you can join a free class. That's WorkforceEvolution.com or call 425-888-9790. Lose up to 30 pounds in 30 days and be that sexy Valentine again. We offer a rapid, effective, and safe program that transforms your health as fast as it transforms your body. For information, contact MyWeightLossToWellness at gmail.com and mention Walk the Talk with Cam. Hi, I'm Jerry Pearson, and with my wife, Michelle, we're local residents just like you who have a passion to help those who have been harmed or wronged in our communities. If you have a personal injury from a car crash or a property hazard, an industrial injury, a defective product, or nursing home neglect issue, the Pearson Law Firm can help you anywhere, anytime. Contact us today for a free case evaluation at 1-800-423-8473. That number again is 1-800-423-8473. Or check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com. Mount Sai Gymnastics Academy is now open in North Bend, offering gymnastics classes and summer camps to get your little ones and big ones moving this spring and summer. From recreation classes to competitive team, they have the gymnastics scene covered in the valley. Visit them online at www.mountsidegymnasticsacademy.com or call 425-292-3152. Get your kids flipping and twisting into summer. Stay informed with news, traffic, and weather at the top of the hour, weekdays on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. Welcome back. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. I'm Kim Ariano, and we are talking with the Asian Counseling and Referral Service. It's a nationally recognized organization that provides culturally competent health and human services to the most vulnerable population of the Asian Pacific American community right here in Washington State. And so what incredible work your organization is doing. Um, there were a couple of things on the break that were saying, oh, and and don't forget this and don't forget this. I mean, we forget there's so many things going on in our organizations. But we definitely want to talk about the association so people can't make it to the food bank on those specific days that you do have partnerships and relationships with other food banks that can get those culturally appropriate foods, correct? Mm-hmm, that's right. We have about 21 organizations that uh, as part of our ethnic uh, hot meal program Mm -hmm. or emergency feeding program uh, and they basically they takes the food that we get in and so we can distribute them around uh, the community to places uh, to people who can't necessarily get to King Street to our food bank. Mm -hmm. Excellent what a great resource and if somebody needs to take advantage of that how would they find out more information? I think they could just call the the main line. That uh, 206-695-7600. Yeah. There you go. And then um, advocacy, that's part of what you do as well. So in addition to providing uh, mental health services, there's uh, an advocacy component. Can you tell me a little more about that? Yeah. I I think because we really approach uh, ACRS, uh, we approach our mission with a holistic 
viewpoint. You know, if we can make someone feel happier by making them dance, then that's one thing. If we can help them with the mental health uh, or with therapy, uh, that's another thing. And another issue is uh, from the political aspect, from a social justice aspect, uh, we believe that if we can address the issues uh, that the barriers that are social, uh, the social barriers that people have to deal with maybe at the live level in Olympia, then mm-hmm. perhaps they can have li- uh, live better lives too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so one thing ACRS does um, is it really goes out into the community and promotes uh, social justice issues. And, and one thing, for example, that we do is we try to partner with a lot of Asian Pacific American uh, organizations uh, in order to rally them. Uh, every year we have a thing called APA Day, Legislative mm-hmm. Day, down in Olympia, where we bring a whole bunch of people down there to talk with lawmakers about the issues that they feel like, uh, you know, that that they need to address. Yeah. What are some of those issues that are concerning specifically? Anything different than normal jobs in the economy? <laughs> well, I know th- there are certain issues that they've fought for in the past, Um you know, issues involving health care, for example, ACRs, because of that, um, you know, things uh, where cuts, uh, budget cuts to health care aid training or, or you know, what, whatever it might be. Uh, we, we try to go out there and let people know that, yeah, it might look like a number uh, to, you know, that, a line item that you can just cut number on. But what does that mean for the people, our clients, our thousands of clients? You know, how many people uh, would that affect? How many people would we not be able to serve because of that budget cut? And we want to make sure that people understand that. Yeah. I think advocacy is so critically important because in a lot of cases, these individuals don't speak and can't speak for themselves. Um, so that's an incredible component about what you're doing. Uh, how how has immigration reform or the conversation around immigration reform affected the Asian? I mean, when we think of immigration reform, um, I think we as Americans have a tendency to think of, you know, the Hispanic population in the southern part of the United States. Is there an impact with the, uh, the Asian community as well when we talk about immigration? Well, that's an interesting question. I'm not really... Sure, if there's a big, a huge difference, uh, I think, yeah, you think of because they're coming from a different area that mm-hmm. they'd be affected differently. But I, I, I got to think that there uh, is a significant population that deals with the same issues that, mm-hmm. yeah, that you think of when you think of the Latino community. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, one thing, uh, you know, the Pew Research Institute just came out with a uh, study about how. Asians are the fastest now the fastest growing population uh, above Hispanic, mm. uh, the fastest growing minority population. And they and the, the research talks about how uh, they have higher median incomes. They're better educated. Uh, you know, Asians are this and that. And there's so many wonderful things. But then if you read further down in the report, it also says that uh, Asian ethnic groups are higher than average to have uh, poverty rates mm. uh, and that, that they do. Um, so there's there's a significant population out there. That, you know, you when you think of there is a stereotype of the model minority, so to speak, right. but right. there's this population that the ones that we deal with, um, the people that we deal with that are still in poverty, that still need these services. Well, that's an incredible amount of diversity. You can't, I, it, to me, it's it doesn't seem fair to, you know, lump, you know, we, Japanese <laughs> with. Well, you were you reading the, the number of languages. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that each of those languages represents a different history. Yeah. You know, and a different experience. Yeah. With yeah. each other. And mm-hmm. they're as far apart geographically as, you know, we are from like Peru. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you can't lump United States and Peru together or Argentina or someplace like that. And you have mm-hmm. that same geographical diversity, I'm sure, with other organizations, let alone culture. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't put them all in the in the same bucket. Well, you have a dinner as well that's coming up in October, a gala yeah, that we, you do. Yeah, uh, we call it uh, a culinary journey, and mm-hmm. it's um, at the Bellevue Westin this year. Uh, and it what it is is um, we bring in four chefs to prepare each part of the meal, and they're Asian Pacific American chefs, uh, and they basically come in and prepare uh, what their specialty is. And meanwhile, as they're preparing it, uh, we show videos or we have um, or we have a demonstration, a live demonstration, uh, as they talk about their journey as uh, uh, as an Asian Pacific American. Wow. Uh, and what that cultural background has led or how that cultural background has really led them to where they are today. Uh, and actually, I, I love telling people this because they love a lot of people like Top Chef out there. And mm-hmm. this year's celebrity chef who's do, uh, doing the main course is Paul Key, uh, who won Top Chef Texas. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Well, that sounds like a great event. Do you guys have a Facebook page where we can keep up to date on the stories and what's going on? Yeah. Uh, Facebook.com slash ACRS online, I believe. Sorry. Uh, Facebook.com slash ACRS online. Okay. That's where you can get more information. We'll link you in our on our Facebook page as well, because I think one of the things that I'd like to encourage folks to do with any of these organizations that come on Walk the Talk with Kim is to definitely like their Facebook page, because that way we can keep up to date on what you guys are doing or some exciting things, or at a minimum, if somebody can learn about a different culture, um, then we're walking the talk. We're moving a step in the right direction. So mm-hmm. that's great. So again, you can find out all of this information on your website again? Yeah, Um www.acrs.org mm-hmm. is our main website. And like I said, if you really want to, uh, there's a link to our Facebook page there too. Uh, but if you want to go that way, it's facebook.com. You can just look up ACRS and we should pop up. Great. And tell us one more time about the Walk for Rice. Okay. The Walk for Rice is on June 30th, Saturday morning, coming up. Uh, starts at eight. Registration starts at eight. Festivities start at nine. And 10 o'clock is when we start walking and all proceeds go to feeding uh, the people at our food bank with culturally appropriate staples like rice, tofu, noodles, and fresh vegetables. So Karen gets to go shopping. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yay! Very exciting. Have you noticed that, um, has anything changed with what the food bank people need or want? Or has it all still been pretty pr- traditional rice? Pretty traditional. Yeah. Traditional foods. Not too much different, huh? Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Marie. Thank you oh, for sharing you. your story. We appreciate it. And Owen, thank you for all your wealth of information. And Karen, yes. thank you for all of your your work and your uh, saving a life. That's amazing. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, really quick before we go, Owen, what is um, something, if there's somebody out there who might be Asian themselves or a, an Asian uh, Pacific American and they want to help. Where are some of the areas that you need help from a body's perspective? Well, um, Karen would tell you we definitely need volunteers at the food bank. Uh, we, because it's a limited space, we don't really take a lot of volunteers throughout the course of the, uh, you know, like th- at one time. But mm-hmm. we do want people throughout the course of the year. Okay. Uh, and then we always need volunteers for translation services. We need people to help mm-hmm. serve food in, in our uh, kitchen, our club bamboo, or anybody who wants to help lead classes or anything like that. So that's how you can help your community. Thank you for listening to Walk the talk with Kim. We're glad that you joined us today. And this is your opportunity to go out there. And if you don't speak any of these language, but you do something else or you want to help in community, nonprofit mission-driven organizations need you. So go out there, find out what you can do and make it happen. And please do enjoy your day. And thank you for listening. Walk the talk with Kim. Day.